Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Healing Me First podcast. Stories of breakthroughs, transformation, and healing. I am your host, Chef B, author, educator, health coach, warm plant-based chef, and owner of Inyansipo Wellness Institute. I happen to know some pretty amazing healers and health seekers, and I'm bringing their stories of healing, elevation, and introspection to you. I hope that you will be inspired as much as I am by these stories and will use them on your wellness journey. So tune in, y'all, and let's get to healing. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Healing Me First podcast. I'm your host, Chef B, and today we have the amazing, wonderful Dr. Pierre Juner Clark. And our, con- our conversation today is going to be around um, awareness and consciousness into wellness. So um, what I want us to do is I want you, Dr. Juna Clark, to give us just a little background about yourself, like who you are and what you do. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, you introduced me already. My name is Pierre Juna Clark, and I'm a mathematics education professor at Georgia State University. Um, I'm originally from Georgetown, Guyana, South America. And I came here via Canada um, to work. And that's where I am now at Georgia State University. Well, as I start a new job, everything going well, you know, everything going okay. But, and, and life is going, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then one day it came to my nut. You know, I just started reflecting now because I'm aging now. So my 50th birthday passed. And then at the time I was about 59. I decided, let me take a look at the family history. Yeah. In terms of health. Um, and so I realized my grandfather died at 62. My grandmother lived longer. She died at around 80, 84, 86, but he died at 62. And then um, my mom came and she died at 62. My dad came and died at 62. So I started wow. to say, wait a minute, wait a minute, what's going on here? Yeah. There in this 62, 62, what's that? So then I realized, I said, okay, let me start checking up on my vitals. You know, when I go to the doctor, checking on that, you know, they always say, oh, everything is okay and all that. But let me start looking deeper into these things. Because sometimes the doctors, they tell you everything is okay. And if there's a range, they got you, you're the lower end or the yeah. upper end. But yeah. once you're inside the range, they say you're okay. That's, so that's right. not enough for me as, you know, I deal with numbers and things like that. Yeah. So those numbers, if, it, if it's at the extremes, it's not good. They got to be yeah. in the middle. That's true. And then you kind of you know comfortable, so I decided to decided to look into those things. And um, as I keep going to my doctor, you know, age is the time you gotta keep going regularly. So I keep going to the doctor, and so on. my pressure was a little elevated, but you know, kind of controlling that. And then they start giving me a medication for it. Mm. And I see I get one medication for pressure, one for cholesterol. And I said, oh, oh. And of course, I use my little vitamins and so on. So it, it started mounting up. I said, mm, this is not a good yeah. sign. Yeah. And so um, 
I keep going. I, I, now I didn't, I'm not missing any appointments now with the doctor. I keep going to that and so on. And then at one point, the doctor told me, he said, um, if your blood sugar keeps going like this, we're going to have to put you on medication. You know, I said, I said, I don't think so. So let, <laughs> let's pause right there. So, um, you know, I really wanted to thank you so much for sharing that intro. You know, one of the things that I, I really wanted you all to hear, those of you out there who are listening, is that when we're thinking about wellness, you know, all of us at this time with all this going on in the world, there's this new sort of awareness that we all need to be mindful about our wellness. And I often think that, you know, when folks get a little bit older, some people believe that it's too late for them to shift and to have a turnaround. They believe, man, you know, I'm old, I'm set in my ways. There's really not a whole lot of time left for me to, to do something different. And I wanted you guys to listen to Pierre's story because Pierre had this, this awareness, right? This awareness that we're talking about that after reflecting that her parents and her grandparents, they were actually dying early. They were dying in their, their, their early 60s. And she wasn't far away from there. And she was like, wait a minute, there's something that I, I need to be mindful of here. And is there some kind of shift that I can make in my life, you know, so that those outcomes that my family might have had, I'm shifting and changing those things for myself. So that's the awareness part. And then the consciousness is her being conscious enough in what her lifestyle was like and her knowing that in order for her to change her outcome, she had to really had a, have a consciousness about what her lifestyle was. And so I really want you to talk a little bit about, you know, a little bit more about, well, what were some of the things that you really realized that you had to adjust? So you, you realize, okay, there's this family history happening. And then you're going to the doctor. They're trying to manage these different things that's happening in your life. So, so then what, like what kinds of things started to shift for you and what, what did you have to adjust in the process? Okay, I'll get to that. But before we continue on that, as we talking about the awareness at, at the age with my parents, what was striking about that, my grandfather, his father and mother died at pretty old age. My grandmother, which was his mother died at 92 when I got married, I mean, she was there, you know me. Yeah. Um, and so my grandmother also coming from long living family, she got the family now living until 93, 95, you know, and then to look, when I look back and see that they were going this young, I said, why, what, what's going on? But then I know some of the conditions my grandfather had and then my grandmother, well, I guess she was just probably old age and, you know, probably not getting enough of what she needs in her body, you know, with old age, you gotta be, so at every age, I think we have to be mindful of things because even some of our older parents that they're there, we can't just assume, okay, they got enough in the body. No, they still yeah. need stuff. And, and if they don't get enough and, you know, it's sufficient and efficient ones, then they could, you know, just leave us. 
so anyway, so that was that. But then after I came to this, um, to knowing all these different things happening, because of course I'm in academia now, where a lot of pressures on, yeah. stress and all kinds of things. I went through all of that and, um, you know, <clears throat> going through all of those things. Every time I go to the doctor, there's something, something, you know, all these different things. And I'm trying to monitor those things. Um, the, one of the things that I came about is when I met you, um, Dr. Bruley, um, I met her, I met her years ago, even before I started this journey of looking at my health and all that. And I probably didn't even tell you anything about it, you know? No, you didn't. You didn't tell me anything about that. With people like that. Yeah. Try to see what you can do to either minimize or something. And so, but talking with her, I heard she talking about this food service that she's having and so on. And we were talking ba on basic stuff, like you know, people don't have time to, to prepare meals and things like that. So, but after going to the doctor and hearing of these different things happening to me, my blood pressure was on, was, um, was a bit high, elevated. Cholesterol was an issue. Um, not a, it wasn't the highest issue. It was because I monitored that after knowing about it. And then the blood sugar count, that was the main thing. That was one of the things, that and the blood pressure. They, they two work together, kind of. Yeah. So once one is there, they go back and forth. So they, um, and they keep creeping, 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 you know, as the time goes by. So those were my concerns. So after she talking about this, business was one thing for me. I said, well, my husband cooks for me, but you know, of course he cooks food. He doesn't have any condition. He's very healthy and everything. So what works in, in working for me, you know? Yeah. So I had to decide, okay, I got to do something. She was doing this meal. I said, let me try this meal prep. And it was the meal, um, buying some meals from her to help me with my busyness. I noticed some changes as, you know, because I, I usually check my blood sugar at home. So I noticed some changes with that. I said, okay, so the type of food and how this food is prepared probably is making a difference. Yeah. You know, I'm being very analytic. I'm a researcher as well. So I'm being very analytic, analytical with everything now. Yeah. I'm looking at these little things, you know? So let me look at this and what's going on here. And I saw that. So I said, okay. So I, I was telling her, I said, well, you know, I, I like the meals and so on, they're nice and so on, but I, it seems as though to help me better, I have to make a lifestyle change. That yeah. is, I have to change the way I eat. Changing the way I eat right now, I don't cook. My husband cooked all the food. So mm -hmm. I said, um, changing, the, changing my lifestyle, that would mean I have to do the cooking for myself at least, you know? He wouldn't want to eat the way I eat anyways, but I'll have to cook for myself because he's not here, you know, but he cooking his convenience. So I said, right. okay. So then I talked to her and she said, well, okay, she had this other program now going on. It's just convenient for me. So she had this other program. I said, okay, well, uh, that's going to help me I know to prepare some food, foods. I'm not that kind of anything, but I, I need to be more proficient, especially with the timing. I'm not a person too much in the kitchen. So it takes me a lot of time to get things done. So I had to learn those little things and you could cut little corners around with your time. And so I needed to know that. And so she invited me to the, to the, um, the meal prepping and coaching. And so I went to that. And I think that was the, what you're referring to is the culinary program. Yes. So the Transform and Thrive culinary program. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, just to kind of add to what Pierre is saying, 
You know, it's like I I realize that, you know, it, it's this whole idea that one person's food is the other person's poison. I'll tell anyone that every single day. Mm-hmm. And she's right. Her husband is very, he's young and sprighty. You would never believe that he's the age he is. He is just absolutely young at heart. He can eat what he wants to eat. And a lot of times I find that when, when people are not dealing with a health challenge, they kind of don't get it. You know, like they just like, what's the problem? And so <laughs> well, he's, he's, he's making this food. great food. He's like, I mean, it's healthy. Taste this, taste this, taste this. Taste this, taste this. Taste What's wrong with you? Yeah, he's like, what's the problem? But he doesn't realize that it's impacting her body in a whole other way than it's impacting her body. And so um, I, I remember I said to you, I was like, you got to learn how to cook this food for yourself because he's not, he's not understanding the nuance of what you need. You understand the nuance of what you need. And so with that, we um, had her come and join the Transform and Thrive culinary program. So talk a little bit about your experience in that and, and you know, like what, what came about it for you after going through that program. Okay, going to the program, one, it was something to go to, and, you know, because I'm mostly in academia, all this work. So it was a good thing for me every Sunday, looking forward to that. It was exciting. Uh, you meet with other people, of course, and, you know, they'd be sharing as we l- learn to cook. We're cooking along with um, Chef B. And so when we finish cooking, then we'll taste and share and share what we, our food looked like and everything like that. You know, we're very artistic with some of the decorations and so on but it was nice but in the process learning how to prepare these meals the potions and you know i know to cook i know all the ingredients but this there's an art in cooking you know and we yeah, always yeah. have to think about that the art to get that particular taste you can put all the ingredients together if you don't understand the potions and all that stuff it, we all can cook the same thing and everybody just tastes different so I learned to do that and then look forward to the um, kind of community that we built. Because I want to know, I still ask for some of those people I ask, her, what about so-and-so person? Because, you know, they had an impact on my, I don't know, you know just collaborating with them, talking yeah. with them, you know? Nice. They're in my memory all the time. So I think about them sometimes. Yeah, and so, um, so but anyways, out of that, um, eating that way, and I started with the meal prep now. Now I understood how I could prep my meals for like two or three days and then, you know, giving me time to continue my academic work. And then I'll choose a day now when I would go and do the next prep later in the week. Yeah. So I started doing that and, and falling through. I then further went, um, I was introduced to another doctor who would have been more careful in looking at these things for me, looking at my vitals. And you know, she following up with that. So I told her what I was doing in terms of the eating and so on. And so that I was good. And, you know, I continue with that. But I then we, we, after that session with the culinary thing, I kind of ease off because, you know, I started doing my own little meal prepping and I would share with her, look what I'm doing, what I'm doing. I shared all with my children. And so my daughter in um, Arizona, she follows through with my meal. She say, mommy, what's in that? And I have to tell her what's there and she's going to make it herself. Yeah. So, you know, everybody trying to do things to, to you know, improve their health. And so... Um, one of the things now, after doing that for a little while, I went to the doctor, no, Dr. K told me to um, pull my vitals and to 
from my vital to see how things are going in my body. With the things I'm doing, the way I'm eating, I change that. And um, doing exercises in between. And then also my water intake was another thing. So I was more proactive with that. And so we decided to do the um, blood work. And then when she did the blood work, oh my gosh, that was eye-opening when I saw that. What happened? Man, my A1C went down, plummet down. <laughs> I was, I know when I saw it first, I had to see, I see into my mind. I said, is this a trick or a game? This thing is playing on me. Let me, I was very curious. I'm telling you, um, I was very, very curious. 5.9, I mean, from a 6.5 coming down to 5.9. And and for those of you who are listening, your oh A1C is, um, is a measurement. It's a metric that measures your blood sugar levels. Mm-hmm. And um, the range that Pierre's was in was like, she's pre-diabetic, right? Yes. Yes. And so once that range is too high, you know, they're sort of prepping you like, hey, if you don't shift this, you might need insulin, you know, but it's absolutely reversible because, you know, for those of you who don't realize, you know, diabetes is very much a lifestyle disease. You know, it's the timing of maybe when you're bringing foods into your diet or your your eating, your, your sugar levels are like skyrocketing. And it's not, you're not giving your body enough time for those sugar levels to balance out. So her A1Cs were up and then now they're down. (laughs) What else was happening? So so after that, after that went down like that, now I get very curious. I said, well, what's going on here now? And in my mind, I said, I hope this is just not a one shot thing, you know, a one time, then it would gone back again. You know, so I was great. So I couldn't wait for the next couple of months. That's like, Every three months or so, three to six months, we I do the check. And so when I check again, I was pleasantly surprised. It's still the same. And you know, the, the, that, that A1C measured it. When you take it, it tests back from three months ago. Yeah. It takes reading from three months ago. And so I, my doctor, no, my primary doctor, I said, shared that with him. And when he saw it, he said, Pierre, what's going on? And I tell him what I was doing. I tell him what I was doing. He said, okay. You say, okay, be careful. You know, of course, there's a problem. They, they're into the regular medical thing, so they don't see too much. But I told him, I'm seeing a naturopathic doctor now and I'm changing my lifestyle, eating and things like that. Yeah. He said, okay, just be careful. He said, you know, they got all kinds of people out there, but if you know and trust the people, it's okay. Yeah. So that was it. And so I continue with that and I'm still, it's still 5.9. It's not shifting yet. So, um, I'm going to see the next time I go back, what's going to happen. But it's, yeah. it's over a year now and it's still there. And that's, that's such a really good number, yeah. you know? Yeah, and I, I know that you've done some other programs with me. Like you, you've done a lot of different things with me, mm-hmm. you know? Um, the palate reset, which was good. Oh palate my reset, God. yes. That was helpful in terms of the type of things that I really have a taste for. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, yesterday my husband brought something, you know, he always brings these things. I say, but as soon as I taste it, I say, Morris, too much. This thing, it masks with a lot of sugar and salt. Both yeah. are in this thing. I, you could taste it. I said, that thing is not. I said, be careful. You don't think you have anything and all this thing going for you. But as we age, you've got to watch that. Yeah. 
for sure. But that thing, yeah, mass. And I re you remember in Guyana, where I remember when people were cooking, and if you overcook with salt, they used to take some sugar and just say and mask that thing. So you won't taste the food, won't taste yeah. so much salt in there already. It's but then they would mask it with sugar. Yeah. And so sometimes for flavor in foods, people put heavy salt and heavy sugar, but they balance, yeah, to balance it. it. Good. Yeah. But it, it's damaging to your body when it's like that. It's like saline and you put, you know, twice yeah. over it. So, you know, that that's the type of thing. So my taste for some things that change and, you know, now I could drink um, my tea and things without sugar. It's not a problem. It doesn't make yeah. any difference to me. Before you had to taste that sugar for not tasting it is, mm -mm. And yeah. I was a heavy salt user when I was much younger. So it's, it's but they I actually said when sometimes we see these vitals for these things that existed a long time ago. Now when I'm looking back, I said, maybe we had these things a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, you just didn't think about it. Was heavy salt. When I cook food, it had to get, I have to taste the salt. If not, mm -mm. yeah, it's brackish or it's too bland yeah. or whatever. Right. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's it's interesting because you just made a comment and I'm still thinking about it. Yeah, like every phase of your, your life, there are different things that you need. Mm -hmm. And I was just having lunch with a friend and she's older than I am. She's maybe about 10 years older than I am, almost 10 years. And she was telling me how her memory was changing. Mm -hmm. And she was like, make sure you get your B12. You know, and again, these are things that we might just sort of overlook or overshadow. Mm -hmm. But when she had gone to the doctor, she'd realized that her B12s were so low that they were actually impacting her memory. Mm -hmm. Little things, like she could not recall little things. And once she started bringing more B12 into her diet, like, actual not it in the food but actual supplements of b12 it really helped her memory and so i think you're right i think as you as you age um you definitely need different things mm -hmm. and it's like you have to be very intentional about getting those particular yeah. things that's the key word into your diet you know that consciousness that we're talking about mm -hmm. today mm -hmm. needs to be there and so I love that you had a mindfulness about just sort of, you know, it's like we're academics, right? So you guys know who are listening. Uh, my background is academia as well. We're both mathematics educators. And so there's this sort of research thought process that we all go through where we start looking around us and seeing if we can solve problems. <laughs> And so it's a wonderful way for you to figure out how to solve a problem. When you see the problem in yourself, you become your own experiment. And that's exciting to me. That's exciting. You know, yes, it's, not, yes. it's not meant for us to be afraid or there's not, it's not meant for fear to be created, but it's an opportunity for you to really do some research and collect data and really try to shift the outcomes with yourself first. Yes. That's why I love this whole idea of healing me first. And she's doing it. She mm -hmm. is absolutely doing it. So share with the listeners some other things that you've really brought into your, your lifestyle through shift. So tell her, I would, love, I would love to hear this. What are some things that you used to do that you no longer do because you, no long, you know that it no longer serves you now that you're getting older? What would you say are some things like that? Um. One of the things that 
is bothering me right now, my sleep pattern. My sleep pattern is something that is bothering me. And so while I have, while I trying to fix some things on one side, there's something else occurring because yeah. with, my, with my blood sugar, everything calmed down and you feel a lot of energy in the body, I'm more energetic to work. Now, you know, I'm academia doing research, grading papers, you know, teaching and all that stuff. Yeah. I'm a lot energetic in that area. And then what happens now? What do you think happening now? You're going to want to wake up. You want to stay up. You want to grade I stay papers. Up. I don't feel sleepy. You know, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not feeling sleepy. And I keep working, working, working without stopping. I look at the time. I have my, I have my clock set for 10 o'clock that I must cut off. And I would listen to that thing, turn it off and continue. And so um, while, while I do that and I realize I say, no, this is not doing well. And in academia now we have a lot of pressure on and it's a lot of work. Um, they, don't, they don't understand, even though we had a responsibility list, what we responsible for, it keeps adding and adding, or even if it doesn't add, they come and ask you. And then, you know, it's, you know, in, in a way, what are you gonna do, tell them no? And you know, then becomes a, it's a bad relationship at work, and there's a whole lot of things. So, for many reasons, we keep adding things to our plate, and it's overbearing. Stress starts stepping in. Stress, yeah. because I don't feel sleepy, but then I'm not getting enough sleep, and so it starts taking a toll on other things. And I, one of the things, as I was learning about recently, they say you have to be very careful because those things it will hit back on the blood sugar. Because yeah. what happens now when you're up late, then you don't know what may happen. Anyway, the one lucky thing that is helping me as well is because I do intermittent fasting. So even though I'm up late at those hours, that's my fasting time. So I'm not going to eat, only drink water. Yeah. A lot of times people would eat, right, Pierre? They'll actually get up and in the middle of the night, they'll snack. Yeah, no. Yeah. So like that. So, so that's what's helping. But I, I think it's a time that I need to make a shift because I need to sleep. I need to make sure that I get sleep for a long life, you know? Yeah. I, I, and, then, and the point is not just long life, but long life, but feeling healthy with it. Feeling good. Um, yeah. Many of us might live very long, but we're going to ail until the last bit of substance finished from our body. That's when you're going to close your eyes. People can die very healthy. And, you know, if that's the time for you to transition, you transition, but healthy, not with all these pains and all these things. Yeah. You know, everybody trying to do that. You want to live you know not feeling all this pain when your time come to go your time to come to go that's nobody can yeah. stop that um but you know keep yourself as healthy as you can so that's the goal and so i am working towards that so every little thing i look at and i kind of try to analyze it even with myself i get the doctors i get them involved to know what's happening and talking to them about it yeah no, that's but good. um the consciousness is very important because it's the consciousness, as we were talking here, something come to my mind. What helps you to sustain any particular lifestyle that you take is the consciousness. Mm -hmm. That's the part, you got to get the shift there. The mindset. mindset. If that don't, if that don't shift, you'll just do it for a time, you go back. You yeah. keep doing that all the time. I, one day I was sitting at that thinking, and, as we talk in here, it comes to my mind again. Is that consciousness? 
And that consciousness say, well, I, I know about that. You know, no, 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 not just that. It's a deeper thing than that. Just yeah. Really, yeah, just I like the deeper. I, I think, you know, you know what I think it is for me, and you can tell me what it is for you. So for those of you who are out there listening, I just finished up a fast, right? And the fast was for seven days. It was a water fast and we were allowed one juice. So I did the water fast for three days. Again, one juice allowed in the evening, no extra sugar, anything. And then the other four days I did like a smoothie with water and the juice. So no food. And I'll kid you not, I wasn't hungry, right? So there is that initial discomfort when you start a fast because you're so used to eating and then now you're not eating, right? And so there was that initial discomfort, but then it does go away. You, you just, you get used to it and you're fine. Mm -hmm. And in the process, I actually lost like 13 pounds. So when I went into the fast, I was 168 pounds. And when I came out, I was 100. So I actually might've been, you guys tell me the math, 168, I was 154.8 pounds. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's, that's like roughly 14 pounds, 13 to 14 pounds. Yeah. And I felt amazing. And I was like, oh my gosh. So the intermittent fasting that Pierre is talking about, I'm like, I really want to incorporate that into my diet and my lifestyle more where I'm working on discipline. I'm working on this mindset, this consciousness that she's talking about. Because what I'm realizing is really <laughs> what, you're, what you're working against is yourself. It's you against you. It's you against you, right? Mm -hmm. So these cravings, these things that you're doing, these foods that you're participating in, this way that you are, it's not with you and anybody else. It's with yourself. You're the person who is dealing with these things. It's what's going on in your mind. And once you can manage it, once you can control those feelings, control those emotions, once you get your mindset under wraps, then you see so much more uh, success with whatever lifestyle change you want. And so for me, I'm like, oh my gosh, I had never done a seven day fast like this that felt so good. And I'm like, you know what? This is something that I need to adapt into my lifestyle on an ongoing basis. So for me now, it's going to be fasting once a week where there's no food for about 30 to 36 hours. So one day where we don't eat at all, we just drink water, teas, things of that nature. And for me, as I'm getting older, it's really around working on discipline and really committing to myself, committing to my healing process and also honoring myself. And so I'm wondering for you, when you talk about that consciousness and that mindset, what, what does it mean for you? Um, <clears throat> for the consciousness, every time um, anything would come by, it's just being conscious of the choice I have to make in terms of, because I, I have my own challenger right at home, my husband. <laughs> he could eat everything and, you know, and then he tastes this, all with a taste, just a little bit, just taste it, see really if you like it. I said, well, I'm not supposed to eat that. 
So I'm here at the desk and he would bring the food all the way up here, all the way up here to me. I said, no, Morris, you're not helping me. Why would you bring that? I'm not supposed to be eating that. Look at the hour the night. <laughs> he come and cook, you know, he cook fresh food. So he want me to eat. You know, the people who love to cook, love to have people eating. Oh so yeah. I, I, said, <laughs> I, said, I know about that. Back, cover that down, whatever I can partake of tomorrow when I break my fast, I'll do that. But right now, not. You know? So um, so that's being being conscious of that. That's a very important piece there. Um, one of the things that you talk about with the fasting, I didn't realize as, as a younger woman, I used to do a lot of fasting and praying. I used to do things like three days dry fast, four days sweet fast, seven days, four and the, and the dry together. So I did a four days sweet fast and then work into the dry fast where there's no food, water, nothing. And just like what you said, towards the end of the fast, you, you don't want to come out. You feel good. You don't miss the food. The first, maybe not so much the first day, but the second day is the time is your tester. When that second day comes, that test comes to you. Oh, maybe no, I, I stood out. If you get past that, yeah. the game is over. Yeah. The body of itself. And now you realize I hear all these different things from these medical people. The body is its own, own operator. It tells yes. like a telephone going up and down with you. Yes. It talks to each other. And so after a while, it thinks. So what happened here now? When I started with the intermittent fasting. I started with about, they said, 14 hours eating and, you know, things like that. And 16, 8 and all of that. 8 means 8 hours to eat and then you had 16 hours to fast. And I, I, I started with the thing, the 16, 8, and then I went up to 24. And But one day I was reflecting back on the process and I said, you know what? I now realize what happened. What happened, and it happens naturally, even before I went into intermittent fasting, if I'm working and I don't eat right away at my scheduled time, it never bothered me to know, well, oh, you didn't eat, you know? What I realize now is that my body, because of the custom being, I used to fast a lot. When the body doesn't see you eat within a certain time, it just goes into fast mood. Yeah. It just goes into that mood automatically. And that's why I never used to feel hungry. So while I started doing this intermittent fasting, it was the same way too, you know? So I never, and, and I just keep it among that time. Sometimes I, I had it like 24. Sometimes I go a little either over or be, before, like I would start from 11 to about sometimes to five. And that's because of my teaching schedule. Cause sometimes if I don't get to eat enough before, then, you know, I, and I have to teach, I can't be eating while I'm talking with the students. So, I, when I, as soon as I'm done there, I have to do the last meal before, you know, get too late. But that's, that's how it happens. And so the intermittent fasting has worked very well. It really, really helps with that blood sugar. And of course, with the meal prep and all that stuff, because now you're eating your own food. It doesn't have all those additive stuff and all these articles. Yeah. You put in just what you want in that food, which is very, very helpful. I so think I'll say this. You, you can't go without each other. Yeah. Good food and that intermittent fasting, I think they're powerful with some guidance from your doctors, you know? And so like right yeah. now, my doctor told me, she said, Pear, you, whatever you're doing, your body likes it. It's yeah. Good. No, that's good. 
And I'll, I'll say like, you know, with the intermittent fasting, for those of you who are listening, intermittent fasting is a way for you to really structure your eating. And so when we say intermittent, basically you have different fasting windows. So in a 24 hour day, for example, there might be a 18, six, 18, meaning that you're fasting for 18 hours and six hours you're feeding, you're allowing yourself to eat during that time. So for example, you might start eating at 12 noon and stop eating at six, that's your feeding window. And then after six o'clock until the next day at 12 o'clock, that's your fasting time. And so this is actually quite helpful for people who are trying to address blood sugar issues. It's really good for helping to have the body balance its blood sugar levels because you're giving it enough time to convert all of that glucose into energy and you're not flooding the system with new sugar, right? And so you'll find that folks who are pre-diabetic or diabetic, fasting is actually a very, very powerful tool for folks to shift those outcomes and bring those blood sugar levels down and manage them. Um, and so that's what she's referring to. And the longer you do this, right? So we're talking about doing this daily, but then now if you actually incorporate a longer fasting window, so for instead of 18 hours, it might be 36 hours, a day and a half, or 48 hours, two days, and then you get back to eating, you'll see some dramatic changes in your blood sugar levels if you, if you decide to do something like this. So this is really a great opportunity for you all to try something different with yourself. So if you're listening and you're really trying to lose weight or you're trying to bring those blood sugar levels down, you're even trying to address blood pressure issues, Fasting is the way to go. It's, it's a really great way that you can do this. And you definitely want to do research. You definitely want to talk to your, your doctor and see if that's right for you. Because fasting is not the best for everyone, depending on what their circumstances are in their, in their, um, their, medicine, their medical sort of situation. So um, definitely something to check out. And a powerful, powerful tool to develop that discipline and, you know, to make that awareness, that consciousness so that you can make some lifestyle changes. But you see, even with the fasting, they're, they're, they have different types of fasting. So you're yeah. not really locked onto the one where you don't eat at all. Some you can drink um, liquids, of course, preferably water. And um, during the fasting time, you're drinking water. Um, but, um, you know, and that really helps with those people who have very chronic diseases that they can't shift as yet. They can't say, well, I'm not going to use this medication. They have to be on it. So if you want, you could drink water, then you could still intake that, you know, and you might have to use something else with substance to mask the stomach so that the, the medicine don't, you know, work on your stomach instead. So with guidance, some doctor, even those with chronic can do a little bit of something to help them. Yeah. Absolutely. They have to be guided. They have to be guided by a physician or so, or, you know, a health coach or whatever. They have to be guided with that because they yeah. may not know, but they, they have ways that they can do it. All it is is just adjusting your body system to intake of food. That's it, really. You know, some of us can go extreme. Like I do, I do the 24, right? I mean, I could take a good three-day fast without eating anything. I don't do it now because, of, you know, my activities and so on but 
there's not nothing for me to do. <laughs> yeah. You know, nothing for me to do. It's easy for me to do those things. Mm -hmm. So, you know, before we wrap up, I want to ask you a couple of questions. My first question is, so you've done quite a few programs with me. Um, you know, which of those would you recommend to someone who is sort of on the fence, you know, in regards to lifestyle change based on the different experiences that you've had with, with our programs? Which one do you feel was the most impactful for you and that you would recommend? Well, for me, <clears throat> I'll tell you what. For me, I think um, consciousness, awareness and consciousness came first um, before I even start anything much with you, right? And when I did yeah. start with your stuff, I was already you know, on my thinking with those things. So, I mean, I did what I did first. I, did, I bought memes from you and that awakened me with some things, you know, there's a difference with memes, you know, in terms of um, what it does for your body. So that was one. Then I, because of my, um, and it, it helped and during the time, you remember I was very busy with academia. Yeah. I got time to, to cook for myself, so I had to, yeah. That's from you. So for busy people, busy, busy people, professionals especially, and trust me, there's a big thing out there for professionals. They don't eat well, you know. Yeah. And you see, they get into those books like an addiction. Without yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like an addiction. And so um, so so they they would need that. So I would think um, that was a good thing for the busy people. And I was at that time, and then, of course, I didn't know how to prepare some of those nice fancy dishes that we need with the health with the health type of um, emphasis so that was helpful for that right it, it did two things one for my academia busy work and getting the right things in the right place at the right time so that was one then when i after that i said well okay but i have to learn to cook these things now then you you introduced me to the to the culinary um um sessions and so that was helpful with that so with that, then during that time, I think just after, then I did the palate reset. So if for a person who just want to make a life change, I think the palate reset would be an initial thing. I mean, let's say they can, they know to cook and they can cook or not, whatever, but they should have the palate reset. Then I would go with the, um, the with the cooking, the, the chefing to, let them learn how to prepare their own meals for themselves. Um, some they may decide that's what they want. They don't want to be bothered with cooking, you know. But that would be a good that would be a good um, route to take, right? And then while they're doing that, they seeing their their practitioner, whatever conditions they have, they can start addressing those things. And most of us, it's blood sugar, blood pressure. Yeah, most people. And if not, those are the basic conditions, then other things add on to it. Or those two things causing the rest of things coming on. Yeah. So I think with these type of thing, and a lot of things they're talking about now, a lot of the diseases is coming from what? The gut. Yeah. So they gotta fix the gut. So the gut is a yeah. place there. This is where our food traversing. And so we have to be very careful of that. And so I think the food that you put in your system also create those clogging and all that stuff. So getting that education from guys like you, um, Doc, um, Chef B, about, because we had those classes as well. We had a lot of community work doing. Yeah. We, you know, we're talking about these different things, huh? Yeah, um, nice. Play all the different type of cleansing and all that stuff. 
Yes. So there's a lot, and Chef B can give us a lot of this um, introductory, you know, lessons that uh, we call them sessions we had where we talk about different different things. It, I mean, you look forward to these. Those were Wednesdays, right? Yeah. You look forward to those things. People said, "Come, you know." It was nice. It was very educational, and you know, people were gaining the momentum. And I mean, some people actually through that process actually changed their lifestyle. Yeah, because of these different things we're talking about, and then they realized, oh, well, I have this condition, that condition, so they were able to. Because as well, we were on one of those sessions that I learned about, um, about the therapy, about your feet, and so on. And I was at a session with these two older women that were talking. I don't remember their names, but if I see them, I know that. And so they were talking about this, um, what they can do, and they use these oils, and they use peppermint oil with some a combination of some other oils. And I'm saying, I'm listening to them, you know, I listen, I write a little note down. I said, but I have some of these oils. I'm gonna try that because what had happened just behind my feet, um, just behind my feet, I think I start seeing a black spot. So I talked to my doctor, he said, oh, that might be coming from circulation. I said, circulation? And mm. of course, you know, we do circulation. I was at the desk sitting and at the computer. That's right. Yeah. Maybe, but I, you know, I usually exercise my legs, so, you know, even if I'm sitting here, but what is that? But anyways, I listened to what they were saying at that one of those sessions. So those sessions were helpful, I'm telling you. We gain a lot of knowledge through those sessions. And the knowledge I got there, that's one of the things I picked up, I remember, and I go to work with it. I took that oil, that peppermint, capaiba, and frankincense, those three oils. And every night I pour it in my hand and I sit back. I take it, I put my feet up, and at the bottom of my feet, I rub that oil to the heel and to the front. Because that's where they say your nerves, the ending of your yeah. nerves, goes it, yep, in the there and in your hands. Yep. So I have it in my hands, but I put it under my feet as well. And then the spot, I rub it. That I have a picture of it. Uh, did I show it to you? You never showed me that picture. Oh gosh. So you, show, you actually have a before and after photograph? Yes. You can see the now. Oh, wow. Oh my gosh. It's like night today. My husband told me he said it was like a hand was holding your feet at the back there. Oh, wow. Yes, it was so dark. Yes. And then so um, by doing those different things. I just things, doing every that. Day, every day. And of course, I might be able to give some credit to also my blood sugar, you know, that ah. as well. So it was during the same time. So yeah. it might be a combination. It's a combo. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. it. Right. It's not just one thing. So the other thing of this to. is, y'all, and I, I always say this, is not just one thing that you have to change. Changing everything changes everything. Right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Changing everything changes I'm so proud everything. of that. <laughs> I know you're proud of that because we talked oh my about God. that. That's amazing. Oh my God. I listen. I listen when I hear about things. And I say, I know peppermint has a heating. Um, yeah. And, and so when I rub that thing, girl, and if you see my feet now, you can't even, if I show you, the, if I show you the picture, you can say, well, where is that? Then we'll even see the mark. Wow. Yeah. So it's whatever amazing. it was, the circulation, whatever it is, come open. Wow. Yeah, so I see a lot of good things happening from different things that I do from these sessions that we um, used to go to. It was very educational. I have all those things, you know. I have them. I have them. I, I can't wait to retire now to sit back and you can focus. <laughs> of course, I mean, yeah. you don't understand. These are teachable things. These are teachable moments. And um, I, I, I'm sure I can find a community of 
of people that need those things. Yeah. They need to know about those things, you know? Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, they it. need to know about those things, yeah. And the, the thing is with those things, it's not just knowing it, it's when you have a community to work with. Yeah. It's, that helps them with the longevity of doing yeah. it. No, I'm with you. I love that. Some of us, we're motivated enough. Like me, I don't have to... I don't have to get a multitude to do things, but it's still nice when you could talk and exchange. Like, oh, we exchange and talk here. This yeah. is good for me, you know? And I talk with you, I talk with my husband, I talk to my sister and, and things like that. But for some people, they don't have, um, they need a bigger community. Some people, you know, they need yeah. that. But of course, our lifestyle don't afford us because we got to worry with the books. So we don't have time to meet with too many people always. So whenever I get the opportunity to talk with people, I would talk, you know? But um, yes, that's helpful. So that had this, that has a character goal, <laughs> the community. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm with you. I love it. Yeah. So, you know, as we kind of wrap up, you know, the second question I want to ask is if you have anything, any final thoughts that you'd like to share with the listeners about their, their wellness and their awareness and consciousness into wellness what what would be something that you would leave that you'd like to leave the listeners with okay um so we may have listeners who are very young people um and if you don't mind a lot of young people are getting very conscious it may not seem that way but it is when i was in toronto many many young i was and i was you know doing some changes i see many young young people they were going ve vegetarian that time that was a kind of style everybody was heading into vegetarian and i was shocked to see the amount of young people that was doing that when you go to those vegetarian stores there wasn't old old people there were a lot of young people in there so regardless of age or so on, I think um, for each of us, we need to take a stock of what's happening in our lives in terms of our health. And I mean, some, a lot of people know what, the, what ailments they have already, you know? Um, so if you know that, it would be good to get with people like Chef B. Um, she has a, um, a platform for the, for the palate reset. She has a platform for the um, cooking, if you need that. Um, if you need meals, she has that. And there are other things I'm sure she can share with you, but her, like a, a person like her, you can get with her or she can point you to other people similar, but get to understand what is going on in your body and what you can do. Cause we have a lot of power. I was listening to this other guy and he said, all the power is within us. We always, every time people just look outward, outward, but you have to look inward, inward. You know, we have a lot of power in our body and it's just some changes we have to make and it will come together. But it's yeah. to make that, that leap is the, is the thing. Yeah. So you can start small by having conversations with like-minded people in terms, look, seek for the people who can give you some talk about wellness, you know? Yeah. Don't go talk with somebody. I don't know, but let's go to this barbecue. We go eat something. <laughs> you know? Listen, I ain't going to the barbecue. Don't ask me to go to the barbecue because <laughs> I ain't going. I don't eat no, barbecue. I don't, even go, I don't even like to go to some. I mean, I go to a special events that people may invite me to, but whenever um, when I go to those things, I particularly go 
prepared to leave round that eaten time. <laughs> I don't you know, know. but then people usually wait and come around the eating time exactly. and you're leaving no, around leaving the at that time. time. <laughs> and I sometimes I'm not even thinking to go because it's useless to me what I'm going there for just to walk in and then walk back in. No. Yeah. But sometimes it's just for community, you go because yeah, you want to and talk with them and saying, have a good time and then you could leave. Um, I mean, not that. I, I have to leave because of the food. I mean, it doesn't faze me. Whatever I decide not to eat, you can be eating a million of it in front of me. It, it doesn't matter to me because I decided that I'm not eating it, right? Yeah. But it's, um, then after you start intermingling with people, that thing, then the tendency, they want you to bring to other things, you know? Yeah. Then it's a drink here and then all that sweet drink. Oh, you don't drink it? Okay, we have some juice here. And you keep telling them, no, 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 no. You, you come like a, you know, a sore tummy in the party. <laughs> yeah. And it's no, not your partaking with, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm I'm happy with myself and um, what I'm doing, I continue to do. And um, I mean, this is my life. I I, I control this and this is going to go That's how right. I want it. That's right. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you so much. Is there um, a way that people can connect with you uh, for any academic sort of questions or any of those things related to your work and what you do in uh, the academy how can someone connect with you <laughs> well you have my email address you can share that with them okay i can do my that email address yeah yes all right as i transition into retirement there are things i'm going to be doing so most likely i love academia it's, it's, and particularly to help others like myself um to fare well in this um adventure it's a it's a thing that it's old over our heads and not too many of us understand what's going on with it and we we go into it and we get lost in a stream yeah if you can't find your way out it's hard so all my students that i speak with and um, they're doctor students and i talk to them so i encourage them to do likewise I said, you know, whatever knowledge you gain in how you exist and survive in this, in this um, academia, share with other young ones because they don't know. Yeah. And it's a vicious cycle. So you have to let them be aware. And so if they're aware, more aware, they prepare themselves better than what yes. we did. Mm-hmm. I love so they that. prepare themselves better. I mean, we, we weren't as prepared. And so we struggled. And but we find our way, you know, we find a way. Because, you know, you had the passion for it. So you kind of, you know, find your way around, you know. And so, but it's not easy. And so we need to let them know. Because others don't make it easy for you. That's the point. Oh, yeah. We, we don't look forward to nobody making it easy for you. They're not doing that. And so yes. we need to educate them a little bit more. And I, I love the thing just like coaching, mentoring, things like that. So I look forward for things like that coming after my retirement. Yes, and we're looking forward to that, that next phase of your life. You're all sort of strong. You, you're really getting your health and wellness together so that you can really thrive in that new aspect of what you're about to embark upon. So yeah. we're so proud of you yeah. and all that you've accomplished in making these sort of health and wellness shifts. All right, so Thank you so much for sharing your journey with us. Thank you so much for being who you are in the community. And I'm really, really proud of you for listening because sometimes what you also find 
yeah. is that um, the elders don't always listen and do the lifestyle changes that they need to do for the longevity. And yeah. so I'm so grateful that you've listened <laughs> and you've no, really with those things, you know? It's, it's very silly, you know, years ago, um, elders wouldn't want to listen to younger people. Say, well, what they know? They don't know anything. You know, elders are that type of attitude. It's not a good thing. The babes, even from the little, little babies, you can learn something. If you, as an adult, you watch those babies, look at how they strive, how they get independent of themselves. And so you, as a grandparent, grandparents should be talking about this thing because they should, they should be observing those who babysit their grandchildren. You see the changes of children. How as a child don't know anything, what the movements they make on their own, you know? Mm-hmm. And that just goes to show. And then you can learn from them. Because when you look, you, when you see them now, you see yourself as a baby, what you used to do. And you can learn from that. Look at that to their transformation now. Think about those leaps and bounds. The challenges as a child go through and look at challenges that you could go through as an adult. Yeah. So there's a lot of teaching within every age phase. Yeah. Yeah. And so we can't, as elders, say, well, oh, we know it all. So something you talk something, as I listen to you saying something and putting pieces together. So, wow. And then I could tell you, you know, while you were talking, this is what I was thinking about. Blah, 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 yeah. Blah, blah. yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so I we think. We learn from each other. I, yeah, I love that. And I think we'll just leave it there. We, we definitely learn from each other and we grow from each other. And, you know, the elders need to listen to the young people and the young people definitely, most definitely need to learn and listen to the elders. And I think that's a great place for us to leave it. Yes. Until next time. Until the next time. All right, y'all. So I could talk to this lady for hours, but we're not going to do that. Um, (laughs) I'll definitely invite her on the podcast again so we can have another dialogue with her. Thank you all for tuning in today. Uh, I'm Chef B, and you guys can check out my services at Chef B, that's with three E's, Be Empowered, Energized, and Engaged. If you're interested in the palate reset or the meal prep program that we've been talking about, or even the Transform and Thrive culinary program, you can find all of those offerings on the ChefB.com site. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we love you guys out there. We want you to take care of yourself out there. And really just that awareness piece is so critical. And so we pray that you all, um, that you took some really good lessons from this particular podcast and that with you thinking about the things that you need to share, change in your, in your life, that there will be a consciousness and a mindset shift that you will in, undertake so that you can be better. And so we're gonna leave it there. You guys have an amazing, amazing day. And thank you, thank you so much for listening. All right, y'all say bye. We hope that you enjoyed this podcast episode. If you are looking to transition to a plant-based diet and are in need of support with your meals, then visit EssentialMealsToGo.com and check out our services. We offer three-day, four-day, and five-day plans. Elevate your meals today and visit EssentialMealsTheNumber2Go.com to learn more.